0: Hello, I'm Matt Rugless, and welcome to episode 3 of my Cimarron 1872 podcast, where I read the letters that my great-great-grandfather, Henry Tinson, wrote. In this episode, I'm reading Henry's letter of the 3rd of December 1871 to Jem. I don't know who this is, but the letter seems to imply that it is someone that deals with Henry's financial affairs in England, in conjunction with his son, Harold. The address that Henry gives is Java House. I suspect that Henry named the house after the ship that he crossed the Atlantic in, which was a Cunard steamer, the SS Java. Henry was, besides his work for the Maxwell Land, Grant and Railway Company, a writer and submitted short stories to a number of publishers, including Chambers' Journal. Java House, Cimarron, New Mexico, 3rd December 1871 Dear Jem. Having nothing in particular to do while supper is being prepared, I will write to you. I dare say you're pretty well posted up on the news from here, so I will chiefly talk on other subjects. I wrote Mr Woodruff about the advances and the repayments, so I expect you won't have much worry from him. Harold will make out your account in an official manner, if you give him some particulars. Then, next year, you will have to buy me a house, while leaving a good deal to your judgement, I would suggest a house about £300 cash would be about about the thing. In April I expect I shall have about £210 disposable, which will be almost as good as cash, and so a house could be got cheap. If you see a cheaper house at £400 or £500 than £300, then buy it and pay the £210 down and undertake to pay the rest by not less than £100 per half-year, with an allowance in case of contingencies to let the settlement stand for some time. I should like the lease to be at least 90 years freehold, or a 100 years lease preferred, but if there be any special reason for buying a shorter lease, why, your judgement comes in again. One thing I am quite clear upon, ensure the very day it's bought in one good office. If you are agent for any one office, that will do, or if not, I prefer the royal exchange or Sun. In all these things be particular to observe that I don't want you to be in any penny of expense, and that I wish you to charge even for a tuppany omnibus, or a glass of ale, or a sandwich, or a dinner, as the case may be. Recent events have so unsettled us that I don't think I shall ever write England without talking about my return, for I have quite abandoned the idea of stopping all my days here. Nevertheless, I am very, very glad I came, and the absence of pecuniary pressure makes me happier than ever I was in my life. But only think Mr Walters, who lodges with me, is down with the rheumatic fever, which is about the commonest of all the big diseases here. I hope I don't get it again. "'My youth friend Penelis came to see us today. "'We were just sitting down to dinner when Flo declaimed, "'Oh, here's an Indian looking in at the window.' "'I looked up and said, why, it's Penelis.' "'He grinned and signed that he was going round to the back. "'He did so, and after we shook hands, "'I introduced him to all my papooses and sent for my mujer, "'who was elated as she had never shaken hands with "'or been very close to an Indian before.' However, she came and shook hands with him. Penelis wanted to come in, but I said no, no en casa, and so got rid of him. I have just drowned my Mexican kitten. I never liked the little creature, and her total ignorance of the customs and usages of modern society as regards water closets was so great that we were forced to teach her better by the conclusive method just named. Since writing the above, I have had supper, And as usual, I feel a little screwed. For I have had somewhat more than a pint of pale ale, and the feeling is delicious. As Maggie says in Little Dorrit, ain't it beautiful, ain't it hospitally? For her only interval of comfort was six weeks placed in a hospital. Talking of hospitals, there's that Carlotta rubbing Walter's legs and knees and propping up his head and mixing him drinks and giving him pills and doing what she did 15 years and a half ago for a husband that wasn't worth half the trouble. Well, a day. That reminds me that others did good deeds for the same part, and thus the world goes around. That naturally reminds me of songs. I wish you would see that Harold brings over a copy of the comic songbook of yours, in which the lisping lover and the last is the last song. He told me that you hadn't got it, but I sang it from the very copy at your house. Why, of course, I know to the contrary. I don't want your copy. I want a copy. I find from Ruth's letter that Joe Motel is still less than he was. Poor little thing. His feeble frame can't, won't last much longer. What a suffering little fellow he's been all along. I wrote them a little while back though I have no particular news to send her. Motel, I have asked to back a horse for me, for a couple of sovereigns. Not that I shall win, I don't reckon much on that, but I shall have something to interest me in the English papers, which, oddly, I have not at present. The American papers I don't read. I am anxious to see my country-house romance appear in chambers. By the by, I suppose that you know... The great firm of Harper Brothers, the most eminent publishers in America, have written to me to ask me to write for them. I couldn't do this just yet, but I have lots of manuscripts on hand, which the ignorant British publishers would not accept. They offer me two pounds a column, so I have written Harold twice to send them two batches of manuscripts. Get the luck of Roaring Camp. You can get it for a trifle in England and read it. It is by Bret Hart the most popular American writer just now. And he's a real writer. The Outcasts of Poker Flat is a good and true sketch and not easily read without a sort of hysterical feeling in the throat. You must tell Rebecca that I don't send her any special messages in my letters. It is because it is not my nature, as Dr. Watts says. It is not because we don't often think and talk of her. Lord bless my soul. You will probably get this on Christmas morning. What a rum thing. Well, we have our fruit. Dried raisins and currants and candied peel, citron only, and nothing else. And heaps of spice. Cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, mace, allspice. And the devil knows what. and ever Probably the only home in Cimarron which has made such a preparation. We can't bear the idea of not having a Christmas pudding. And I dare say we shall have some whisky and certainly some beer, and speculation just like we do in England. Only there is no coined money here, and nothing less than ten-cent paper. So we can't, pl- so we must play with counters. But there again, God knows, what may happen by Christmas? All my fine schemes of buying houses may be knocked on the head. I hope not. Anyhow. When you have, or Harold has, for I don't know how you'll manage it between you, when I say you have £200 in hand, you can buy me a house, price as said, 300 400 or 500 Out of the fullness of the heart the mouth speaketh, and I keep coming round to the same subject again. I have every confidence in your judgment, but if you like to ally yourself to a downy card, you will not find Harry a bad party to assist. It's a world of changes. A sad world, my masters. Would you believe it? I haven't, with exceptions not worth detailing, had a letter from anyone for some five weeks, and I write lots like this. I shall go to bed. Buenas noches, senor. Este día es domingo. No habiendo domingo, senor. Mucho fría. Me no sabe americano. Me sabe mexicano. God damn. Yours, Henry Tinson. Henry has not been in New Mexico for a year yet and already he is thinking of returning to England. This will be a common theme over the next 16 months. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to be sure of not missing an episode and maybe leave a review. Thank you.